Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Create Smarter Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Connor Clarity. I'm joined today by the head honchos in the building, Tyler and Phil. Hello. How are you guys doing? I'm feeling strange. I've never been called the head honcho. Yeah. <laughs> Usually just Tyler. It's, it's like, the first time for everything. Reminds me yeah. of uh, the Matchbox 20 song where yeah. he refers to himself as a head honcho. How'd you know? I have that pulled up. If you guys... Oh! No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> as you notice, we're all wearing blue um, oh, yes. because it's Thursday. And everyone knows Thursdays are for blue suits. Um, so, guys... Do you look at this image? Do you remember back in the old days, four whole years ago? It was so about young, twenty pounds ago. Yeah, so young, so spry. You guys still have both of those shirts. I uh, still had ironically no, still blue. Still had no hair though. Nah. So yeah, I actually had fewer gray hairs than I do yeah. now. Yeah. So yep. what are you trying to do? You're just trying to make us feel bad? <laughs> uh, that was my first intention <laughs> as going down this rabbit hole of your old YouTube. But then I said, oh wait a minute, they have a lot of good content oh, on their old podcast. Thank you. <laughs> That's nice of right? you. So the I was looking through lives forever. Yeah. Exactly. So I was looking through a couple uh, different videos, and this one I came across was titled "Should I Build a Studio in My Office?" Much like this one. Just like this. And so I said, oh my gosh, you know, four years later, let's revisit the same topic and see if you guys have different opinions, different tips, different tricks, that kind of hmm. stuff. Um, so like I said, in this original video, you guys kind of talked about uh, pros and cons of having a, a student in your office. Uh, obviously, pros could be if there's clients coming through the space, you can sit down, record something with them. I think that still rings true. Um, you know, co some cons are obviously gear and space. You know, not everybody's office is like ours where it's set up for a studio right you know, or, or you don't have the quiet space or you don't have the type of you know equipment uh, or people to run the equipment in the office such as five tool um so i guess i'll just turn it over to you guys and just ask the simple question should i build an office in my studio an office studio. in your studio <laughs> let's take that again no so that's <laughs> actually you know what should though? you build an office that's actually an important thing because okay. i'll go ahead and i'll jump on that because i actually think you should try to find if you still have an office, so we'll start there. A physical office. Good, point. Physical Good office point. Because really, since this video took place, obviously, the global pandemic also Things happened in the middle of that. A little bit. A little, so little with that change. in mind, people are going to be working remotely more often than not. But if you do still have a physical space, I think having a dedicated spot to record in is fantastic. But I'll take it one step further than that now is I think you should have several locations in your office that could be used as some sort of backdrop yep. to go ahead and record Good point. On. Yeah, content creation stations, I think, is maybe how I would reframe this if we were going to do it now as opposed to, like, a studio in your office. And it's basically places where you can do high-quality, quick um, recordings, I think, is, is critical. And I think you talked about having the staff to run it. And I think the big thing that when we have these types of conversations with people, that's that's one of the limiting factors. So I do think we can talk in more specifics. It needs to be plug and play, right? It needs to be simple. It needs to be easy to use. Um, and ultimately, no matter what, you might need a post-production partner, depending on what you're doing. Um, but there's little handy tools like this one, uh, this board that we're recording on here that can make your life a lot easier. But if you need me to answer the question in one word, I would say yes. Um, you should have recording capabilities in your, in your office. And to your point, Tyler, if you don't have a physical office, I think you should equip your people to record it, you know, in high quality from their home. Right. Well, I was going to say that was one of those things that we saw when the pandemic happened. People were starting to outfit their spaces with with ring lights, with better cameras, with better microphones. Similar thinking to what about we're the using right now, thinking yeah. about the backdrops a little bit more. But we also saw some folks taking it one step further and having things like these LED lights mm -hmm. that we have right next to us. They were behind them, so they yep. could you know flood their background a little bit better. So it was one of those things that I kind of look at and said, you know, they took it another step, and they're almost becoming content creators on their own in their own home offices. Well, if people are, things are open back up and you have in fact come back in place, why not do that in the office as well? Right. Create a Great content point. creation station, not just for meetings, but to go ahead and create 
high quality video content as well. Yeah. There you go. And I'm going to piggyback off your last point there, um, just about the real purpose of having a studio in an office or having a, a content you know, hub or creation space, as we called it. Why would somebody who isn't a media company, what's the purpose of having that studio in their office? A, a lot of people, we, you know, we preach it and we hear it all the time that folks need to act like a media company in today's day and age, right? You know, you might be selling watches, you might be um, a, a produce factory, whatever it may be, but you also need to be getting your name out there. And the way to do that is by creating gobs and gobs of content, great high quality content at that. So the reason for having the studio is to be able to have quick access to do that. How many times do you walk out of a meeting and have an idea at the top of your head say, oh my gosh, I wish we created a video about that. We should go call a production company. We should set up time for the studio. Why not just have that readily available so you can go ahead, create a quick five minute video, post it up on YouTube, post up on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, wherever your audience may live, write a blog post about that. So it's just getting the wheels turning a lot faster as opposed to just waiting to call someone like us. I'm happy that you do, right. but you can get things going faster. And still call us, but you know, then you can you can do that for specific projects that are a little more complicated. I think the biggest thing is like your C-suite and your executives and, and the type of people who are your thought leaders, you want to have easy ways to capture their thoughts and their kind of knowledge and get that out to your customers and put those people in front of your customers. It's very difficult for your C-suite to have one-on-one -on -one time with every single prospect and every single customer. And the way to do it at scale is to create, you know, video content that you can send out via social, via email, you know, direct, directly, you know, hand, hand it to somebody, you know, at a conference, put it on a screen and, and show it to people, right? Um, you can't have them do one-on-one -on -one meetings with every single person you want to sell to or want to continue to work with, but you can reach one to many if you record with them. And the best way to do that is by having easy stations to do that in a high quality way in your office. And when you're thinking about that, you know, we're talking about the executives, right? They travel a lot. The majority of, you know, folks in the C-suite, they'll either travel for one of two reasons. One, for more business meetings to see how other locations are doing. Or quite frankly, right now, they might be working remotely, might be working mm -hmm. home because we've seen that more often than not. So when they do come into the office, they do come into the space, leverage their time there. Leverage even some of the, the younger professionals, time in the office, a little bit wiser as opposed to, yes, they're all here, we can have meetings together. Well, if they're in the office, let's go ahead and create some high quality content right. because we have a space. And it might not necessarily be a dedicated podcast room like we're sitting in right now, but it might be, hey, we've got a brick wall that mm -hmm. has our branding behind it. It might be seamless paper, which is as simple as you can possibly get, right? It might be something very simple, but we know, hey, we're going to stand someone in front of this, they're gonna talk, we're gonna do an interview, whatever it may be. Um, just to get the, the wheels flowing, but use their time in the office wisely. And I think, you know, it, it can be for purposes of, you know, sales and things like that, but internal comms is another big opportunity for this as well. Um, same type of thing, you know, it's hard for your C-suite and your, you know, your leadership to get one-on-one -on -one FaceTime with all of your employees. Well, a really great way to get your core messaging and explain strategies and connect, you know, on more specific topics with employees is you know, via video content. Right. And um, think about things like all hands meetings. Sure, we work with some companies for all hands meetings, but usually that's that's still quarterly. What happens in those three months between all hands meetings when there's a new product update or something happens or, you know, the stock price dips or it jumps um, or, you know, an investor, you know, decides you decide to partner with an investor and there's an influx of cash. What are you going to spend it on? Employees don't want to wait till the next all hands to hear from you. Right. And an email is not going to cut it. Um, the opportunity to record messages, you know, 
in a way that's going to like be face to face with your employees without having to do, you know, another all hands is really, really helpful and really important. Um, and it's just, you know, as I said, you need to make it, you need to make it easy on your, on your C-suite, but also if you don't want to bring in people like us all the time, um, you need to make it easy on, you know, your internal team to record this type of content as well. So there's, there's some tools you can use to do that. The, the biggest example of this is the United States of America. Think about when they have breaking news. They always set up directly in, in the White House oh, yeah. in front of the staircase, right? The red <laughs> backdrop behind them. Like you'll see it every single time, no matter what, whether it doesn't matter who the president is or was at that moment in time. They always set up in that exact same spot because they know when we have breaking news, this is our go-to spot to go ahead and record something. The same should hold true for your office as well. This is going to be your, it doesn't necessarily have to be breaking news because you might not necessarily have breaking news, but if you want to react to an article that was just published, yes. like you said, if you want to um, talk about the earnings calls, whatever it may be, have your spot that you can go to and record something. And there's two things I want to jump on with that. First, um, the White House is, is a really, and the government's a really interesting example because they have the president set, but they also have a press briefing room exactly. where they do everything every single day. So multiple sets right there, just thinking of that. Also, sometimes they go record in the Oval Office when it's more featurey type stuff. Many, many sets. It's really they know they know the go to spots exactly. Like they're I was all set up and ready like, to These go. are the exact spots. Um, the other thing I was going to say is you brought up like why would a company want to do this? And you say like, oh, well, we do the all hands, whatever. You're you should be leveraging your thought leaders to talk about things like news in the industry, even if it's not doesn't feel like it's directly relevant to you because your employees you're going to build trust with your employees and say, wow. Our CEO, our CTO, our CIO, they know they know their shit. They know what they're talking about. And like we trust them because we hear them consistently being out in front of these topics and explaining them in ways that make sense and show that they're pushing our business forward. Um, and also for your customers, it's the same same type of thing. Thought leadership content is one of the most important things you can do to engender trust with your customers, your prospects, and your employees, because it just shows we know what we're talking about. And we're thinking about these breaking news topics, even if it's not directly related to a product or a service that we're putting out. And people see that and they say, oh, these people are constantly thinking about ways that this industry works and how to make how to make it better um, and not just how to sell more, right? It, yeah. it, it can't always just be sales. It has to be you know, I know what this industry is and I'm always thinking about it. I'm living and breathing it. And, and that's really, really important. Yep. No question. Yeah. And I think there's a point too of authenticity as well. When it's coming from the, like you said, the C-suite or the bosses or whatever, higher managers, when they see those people taking the time out of their day, I think there's something there that, like you said, builds trust and relationships with your employees but and your coworkers. Um, and your audience, or your, your and your uh, buyers, and your buyers. Right? I couldn't like think a, of the word. A great example. I, another example I have. I think it was HomeAway, who I believe they might have merged, uh, not with Airbnb, but a VRBO or something like that. The CEO of HomeAway, whenever he had announcements, he would literally sit on top of his desk every time. You know, he was sitting on his desk, one leg up, one leg down, and would talk to the audience, and say, "Hey, here's what's going on with our platform. Here's what we're changing. Here's what we've listened to." And he would have like quarterly updates all the time, just to say. Hey, we've heard one of your mm -hmm. um, names of your existence. Yeah. We're listening to you. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and we're going to put um, some updates out there to, to help you out as homeowners and help you out as vacationers. And for our staff, here's what you need to know that's changing. And these are massive companies, but it also works for smaller companies as well. I mean, you think about us. We're a team of eight people, right? If we're coming in here, we say, hey, here's a topic. Here's an idea that we're hot on. It's starting to ha We're seeing it happen more yeah. and more now. Someone reads an article about AI, whatever it may be. Hey. 
can we go and let's go record a podcast about that, right? Those are the types of things that are happening because it doesn't have to be a sales pitch every time. It's just talking about what are the current events? What's affecting our company? What's affecting our industry? We're completely hijacking things, but I have something else I want to say. Of course, yeah. Um, this is all great information. Let's keep rolling. We can did just you think rolling. it was going to happen like this? You probably did. No, <laughs> you don't invite the two of us to talk yeah. unless you want to be, you know. Talk to. Go off the rails. <laughs> go off the rails. Um, I think we've talked a lot about um, like really highly produced content, and I think there's an an area of this. You know, you talk about content creation stations and something like TikTok, right? There's brands that do a really good job with TikTok, and oftentimes it looks like, oh, you know, they kind of just threw this together. When you see brands and and people that do a really good job with TikTok, even individual influencers, you see behind the scenes they have content creation stations and studios set up to do this. Mm -hmm. They have a tripod for their phone. They have a ring light. They have a curated backdrop. That is a studio, right? It might not be a $100,000 studio. It might be a couple hundred dollars. That is fine. You don't have to have... You know the a cinema camera. I mean, you for it can to be a go studio. crazy, but you right. don't have to. You can simplify things as well. So even if you're thinking about creating TikToks, right? Like the people who do a good job with that, the influencers you see, oh, this individual went viral with this video. They have probably created dozens, hundreds, thousands of other videos, all in that space. That's really set up in in order to be able to create when they have an idea and go. And that's the biggest thing. When you have an idea, you want to be able to record in the way that you want to. Um, whether it's something you know as simple as TikTok or it's something as important as you know a video that's going to get sent to a company's board of directors or investors or something like that as well. Mm-hmm. Totally. And uh, just piggybacking off that too, you mentioned just a couple things about gear. And I, I think going back to the four years ago video, um, you guys talked about you know it is a big investment to make any kind of studio, whether it's a small content uh, little hub in your corner or a, a dedicated room like this one. Um, but one thing that you guys talked about that interested me was if smartphone video still holds up. Um, you guys mentioned that smartphone, you know, people could take five seconds and say, hey, you know, it's Dave, the CEO. I just want to fill you on this stuff. Um, but now after the boom of, you know, people working from home and webcams getting way better than they've ever been, um, do you guys think that smartphones still hold up? Do you think people should invest in a better webcam or a real camera? And what do you think about um, the different audiences of the different channels that you might be sending this out? Would they receive a smartphone video a little differently than something like the White House is always 4K cameras? You know, T- talk to me about that kind of stuff. You want to start? I mean, I have thoughts on this. You can go ahead. Yeah. You can start. So personally, I think that the message and all the other stuff is more important than the camera. 100%. I think that the camera, frankly, is like the least important thing, yeah. right? Like the lighting, the audio, the backdrop, the position of the camera, um, all of those things are more important than what you're actually using to shoot because it just shows, and and of course, the, you know, the messaging, right? I don't know yeah. if I said that or not, but like the idea and what you're trying to convey. And if you're telling a story a script, you know, fun ideas, all of those types of things. I'm watching a, the Welcome to Wrexham documentary right now about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney buying the, the soccer team. And um, they have behind the scenes footage of when they were presenting to the fans about why they should trust them to buy the team. And Ryan Reynolds, you know, one of the biggest, you know, moguls in the world has his laptop propped up on a, you know, a cardboard box from, you know, Amazon or Target <laughs> or something so that it can be at the right level. And he's got a couple of ring lights set up. And it's like, that makes a bigger difference. He didn't have an external webcam. He's a movie star, but he didn't have a 4K camera. But he looked, and, and he was sincere. His message was good. His positioning was good. His backdrop was clean, right? He had lighting, right? 
those types of things matter a lot more than the camera, in my opinion. And the, the other example yeah. was the John John Krasinski, right? Didn't he have good news at the very start yes, of the yeah, uh, yeah. pandemic? Yep. And he was recording all from his house, and he had, like everybody else did, a big giant stack of books behind him. He had his laptop stacked up on a stack of books, and he had a little bit of lights and um, a few and a good microphone. And just exactly what you're talking about right there, little things, little tweaks go a long way. You know, we've seen plain black walls or plain color walls just with a light splashed on it make a difference right these led things that we're looking at right here are on amazon for twenty dollars right so you can do a little a lot of small things to really enhance the quality of your product but that goes back to what your original question was does cell phones still hold up Absolutely. Think right. about how many videos go viral and how many people just watch a direct message or on FaceTime or on Zoom by way of a phone. I would say this, choppy video, choppy audio stinks, so try yeah. to mitigate that. But a very simple cell phone recording is great. Yeah. It'll work. And you talked about audiences. It's different for different purposes, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think, yes, it holds up. You see sometimes like Apple runs commercials for like, oh, shot on iPhone, right? And you can shoot the cinematic stuff yeah, on iPhone. Yeah. Y- yes, but there's a plan, there's a production company, there's lighting, there's rigging, there's all kinds of other stuff that has to happen in order for that to work. And there are definitely situations that call for better cameras. You know, we shoot a lot of events and we produce live events. Cameras do not have lenses that can actually physically zoom in, right? right? right. So you're using digital zoom on a, on a phone, right? The cameras on a phone don't have a physical, a physical zoom. When you're producing an event, you need to shoot a long distance. You need a physical zoom sports, right? And a conference, you know, you know, 300 feet away in a room, right? Oh, Those yeah, types yeah. of things. Um, <clears throat> there are cinema cameras that can do things simply that phones cannot. There are causes for it. But on the day-to-day, for especially for quick little personal messages and things like that, I would definitely say lighting and audio, you know, are probably things that need to be improved first because you do have you know, a high definition camera in your pocket. Right, so like right. for most people, if you're doing entry level video, the things that need to be addressed before a camera are audio and lighting. I mean, I don't know if you agree. No, I agree. I mean, I kind of laugh because this is kind of changing the conversation a little bit, but if we look at what were the most talked about commercials at the Super Bowl, probably the most talked about one was the Tubi, right? Yeah, the right, recording right. of a screen. And it was really just like a screenshot and it made it seem like it was the interface of the their application and yeah. everybody was you saw so many videos of people where's the remote what's going on what's happening too. right now broke the internet but that was really probably a the most simple animation you could probably find out there compared to you know what was spent on millions of dollars oh, yeah. of production equipment so sometimes this again goes into a different conversation but the most simplistic things go the long way and do the best. Another example talk about those commercials that came to mind was the very first one that aired the Ben Affleck Duncan yep. commercial. Oh yeah. The that wasn't, you know, I don't know, they probably shot on cinema cameras because why oh, yeah. not? But you could shoot that on phones. I mean like it was just a couple of simple cameras rigged up yeah. to show, you know, a wide angle of Ben Affleck, you know, taking orders and shots of the people reacting to it. The thing that was more important was being able to hear Ben Affleck making jokes and sounding like a townie. The audio mattered, (laughs) right? Like having light on him in what's normally like a really dark drive-through booth. (laughs) That matters. But you could have shot that on phones. 100% you could have shot that on phones. But that's not what mattered. The idea, the concept, the script, J-Lo, these are all the things (laughs) that matter. 
Yeah, the, the, the fact that Ben Affleck and JLo were there, right? Yeah. There, right. That's where your cost goes. Not, right. Not but like it, that, in that case, like you could have shot that on anything, but yeah. you still need a production company to help you because you still have to think about how yeah. to put it together. Exactly. So, yeah, it, we're going off on a tangent a little bit, yeah. but go back to the original, like in a studio. If you think about things, like for us right now, it doesn't matter if this microphone. Yes, it's going to sound a little bit better on a microphone that probably cost five hundred dollars versus one that costs fifty bucks, but. There's $100 microphones out yeah. there that are fantastic. You can go ahead and leverage those, right? You don't have to break the bank. And the bottom line is have a microphone. Exactly. <laughs> right? Like that's exactly. the thing. Like, yep. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So well, yes. The answer is yes, Connor. Yeah, the yes. answer is yes. All right. I'm going to go home right now, build a <laughs> studio in my house, never leave again. Uh, but yeah, I think really good points. You know, if we had to bullet point a couple of takeaways, um, Getting J Lo's number one. Yeah. Well, obviously in <laughs> any scenario. Number one, Ben Affleck yeah. two. Yes. Well, Duncan three. That's a good day. Boston Duncan guy. two, Ben Affleck three. Don't drink coffee like Ben Affleck. Where ben does Affleck Rihanna two. fit into this? Because oh, yeah. international superstar J Lo is pro- is going to be at the top of many lists. Though. Of many lists. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. But anyways. <laughs> but yeah. So we talk about message matters. You know, have good content over spending a bunch of money on great gear. Um, but if you're going to go gear, make it look good, right? Make it look authentic, make it look good. Um, and I liked your point about having little hubs all around the office so that you can switch it up a little, but people really know um, that it's coming from you. It's not fake. It's not, you know, produced. Um, so any takeaways really for the audience? You know, if they're thinking about a studio, I think you guys had a lot of good stuff, but if you could wrap it up, anything last to say? You just made the <gasps> ultimate point. Say. You just made the best point of all, which is message, message matters. That's yeah. the most important thing. Like, you could invest a quarter million dollars in a studio and if you sit people down and you don't have anything worth saying like all that money is going to go to waste and all that gear is going to go to waste message yeah. matters above all else and you know you need to think about who is this for and what do i want them to understand coming out of this content um that's why we talk about thought leadership content you know and internal comms and all these things ultimately it's who is this for and what do i want them to understand and take away from this content and all the gear in the world can't help you if you don't address those things first and wear blue that's it. That's all Perfect. I have. J-Lo and wear blue. All right. From Five Two Productions, I'm Connor Clarity, joined by Phil and Tyler. Thank you so much for watching another episode of the Create Smarter Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Okay.